So here's the thing. With Grace and Carly and it's season two. We have been able to do all this thanks to this free app called Anchor. We use their creation tools to create our podcast just how we want it. And then it does all the work distributing it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. And we make money. That's right, folks. You two can talk into the oblivion and get paid to do it. So no matter the size of your following, even if you still only have those 12 listeners. Or if you're mega famous like us. Well, more or less. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on your very own podcast. Hello! Hello! And welcome to So Here's the Thing. With Grace and Carly. Grace, three weeks in a row. (laughs) No, we've been really bad about doing this every single week, but the past three weeks we have given a new podcast to the universe. Yes. I'm so proud of us and our ability to make our schedules behave. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm pretty impressed with us. Yes. And what are we doing today? That is a really good question. Well, today, I'm not going to lie to y'all, it's kind of a half-assed podcast, but I still think you'll find it pretty fun. Um... (laughs) It is. We'll be we'll be straightforward about it, but I think you'll still enjoy the topic because you're going to be waiting to hear if your favorite quarantine show made the list. Today, we are giving our flash recommendations of quarantine TV. What we have been watching during this COVID-19 pandemic that has kept us sane that we with, feel is underhyped. Yes, so with a caveat of we're not going to talk about the Bridgerton. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Bridgerton. No one needs to say a damn thing about Bridgerton (laughs) for the rest of their lives. We've already said everything there is to say about Bridgerton. So, like, the ones that you already know that people have already chatted about, not going to be said. The ones that you maybe missed because maybe it had a weird title or you didn't understand what was happening. you watched it and you can't talk to anybody about it because no one else has seen it. We're We're here for you. We're here for you. So... Um, so Tangled the series, uh, I'm just going to throw it out right at the beginning because Grace yelled at me. Not really. She, she just rolled her eyes at me because um, I will always and forever bring this up on every podcast I can possibly can to make it as re- relevant as I can. It's the only thing worth watching on Disney Plus that isn't hyped. So take it or leave it. That just take true. it. true. Encore was pretty good and underhyped. Encore was hilarious mm-hmm. if you were a theater person. That's true. Don't watch it if you if don't If you do don't theater. understand theater, you don't understand the <laughs> petty drama really, that happened in high school. You won't really care. You don't care. But if you did theater at all, at all in high school, if you just did like, oh, I just did one high school show, You'll you get might it. get You'll it and get it. You'll think enjoy it's really it. It's funny. so funny. So um, that is fair. It's worthwhile. I just love watching old high school drama get dredged up. I don't know. Something might be broken inside of me. And I think it's so funny. Like, I want to do it. I want art because we went to the same high school. I desperately want them to have a second season. I want them to pick our high school. And I want to redo the Cinderella that we did in high school. (laughs) There's something evil inside of me. Um, that wasn't actually one of our recommendations. What? Of course it but is. <laughs> now it is, so you're welcome. Go watch Encore. Um, um, okay. But, like, for realsies, though, Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix. You may have heard us talk about this already. Have um, we? Unclear. But do it. Go watch it. Go watch it right now. You can watch it in one evening. They're short little 20-minute episodes. They have great music that we 
Last in the Phantoms, the best way to describe it is... (laughs) Don't listen to Grace. (laughs) Three members of a band in the 90s eat rancid hot dogs and die immediately. But stick with it because it gets better. Then they're ghosts. Then they're ghosts. 20 years in the future, inexplicably. Um, Yes. And it needs a second season, so after you watch it, like, do the weird hashtag or whatever to make it popular yep. so that it gets a second season. It is meant for children, don't get me wrong, but it no, is... it's meant for me. <laughs> absolutely worthwhile watching it. The music is actually bomb AF. Like, yeah. it's beautifully written. There's this awesome breakout star. Madison Reyes is a fantastic sort of breakout yeah. star. Um, and the the boys in the band are very charming, and it's it's totally worth binging it over a weekend. Like yes. I I could not recommend it more highly. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yes, Kenny Ortega directed it. If that gives you any vague idea of what Thank land we're we're in, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but seriously, go watch it. You might be like, mm, I don't care about High School Musical. Do it anyways. It's not High School Musical. It's very good. Yeah, High School Musical. Better than High School Musical, though. Yeah. Um, our second, I guess it's the second recommendation. I don't Fourth, know, technically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> teenage Bounty Hunters. I know the name sounds dumb. This goes out to all the gays. You're going to want to watch this. <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you why. You have to sit down and watch it. And it, watch it past the first ten minutes. <laughs> it sounds dumb. It really... Sorry, I'm eating something while we're Very hot it. something. She's trying to it's shove very it professional. Um, also <laughs> We there's... told people we eat snacks. It's in our trailer. That's true. So There's snacks. potatoes in this, and the outsides have cooled down, but the insides have not. <laughs> and I keep getting re-surprised by how hot the inside of these potatoes are. Um, so I do apologize. Snacks. Uh, snacks. <laughs> Teenage Bounty Hunters is... I can only say this, that, like, you'll get the name and it'll be nice, like, a fun, like, tongue-in-cheek inside joke only after you see the show. I didn't intend on watching it. It was suggested to me by a friend, and they were like, you gotta see this. It's actually quite good. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, it looks so stupid, but fine. It's very, very good. And it's not that the trailer is incorrect, necessarily, but it does It's hard to explain what Teenage Bounty Hunters is. Correct, because if we explain exactly what it is, it's going to sound like a different show. We're going to give you a vibe that is not actually present. It's really well acted for a show that is as ridiculous as it is. It endows every single character in it with so much humanity. So much love. Which is so beautiful. And it's just I, it's just a real gem. You're not going to get any more seasons of it because Aww. it was canceled because of the pandemic, which sucks. But... Yeah. You should watch this season. It is worthwhile. And it's hilarious, too. Yeah, it's like, really I sat funny. here and I laughed several times. It is well written. It's so funny. Really, really, really <laughs> witty writing. It's from the writers of Glow, if that tells you anything. If you watched Glow, which if you haven't, you should. It's a little older, so we're not going to, like, specifically hype it today. You just um, did. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. Um, our next one that I'm also going to talk about to start with is Dairy Girls. Um, which is I- an Irish group of girls in Derry, Ireland. Um, with London Derry or Derry. Their thick accents that are amazing and fun. Um, loved it. 
I believe it's also not super new. No, Dairy Girls came out technically before the pandemic, but the but second season came out pandemic. during the pandemic, and I watched it for the first time in the pandemic. Yeah, and it was so funny. It was so charming. It's very charming, and I. Not all of you who are listening, some of you who are listening probably know this, but not all who are listening know this. Most Irish media <laughs> is very vicious. Like, it, but brutally funny. But, like, it's it's spiteful and mean humor, <laughs> but done with, like, an absolute smile plastered across your face. And, like, that's exactly what this show is. Like, there's... <laughs> There's so many savage digs. Oh, and the juxtaposition in that show? Because mm-hmm. it's set in the 90s, which was, if y'all know anything about history, not a great time specifically to be in Northern Ireland. Yeah. And um, so, like, they're, they're dealing with all that, but then they're, like, still just teenage girls trying to, like, live their best lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. It's just a good well-rounded show like all of the past ones we've talked about yep it's also pretty short so yeah if you're looking for something to just kind of take up a weekend that is a good one to take up your weekend are are our attention spans just not longer than 30 minute episodes grace mine isn't anymore that's for sure because <laughs> um, all the ones that we talked about are like 30 all minutes. of these shows are shows about High school, <laughs> i.e. a simpler time. And they're all, like, 30-minute episodes and 10-episode no, runs. No, Teenage Bounty Hunters is actually, like, Okay, they're hour-long episodes, episodes, whatever. Because we'd have to be careful when we started it, because I My, would never want to stop. I have not been able to consume the same depth of content during this pandemic that I have had have been able to in the past. Like, I keep planning to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix, because I know it's good. And I know I'm going to like it, but I just can't bring myself to because I'm like, oh, it's going to be so serious. I'm going to have to think so hard, which is a terrible way to go about engaging with art. But it's where I'm at. <laughs> um, so I will let you all know when I see it. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely astounding and brilliant, like everything Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis oh, have ever done. Queen. But Love her. But I've been needing some, like, really, really, like, good, but but also very simple and easily digestible things I just want to wanna laugh. <laughs> These are the things that are not complete garbage that also fit that bill, because I also have watched plenty of complete garbage. We did do all of Selling Sunset. Um, And you watched Jenny and Georgia, which is also... Funny. I did watch Jenny and Georgia. That's bad. <laughs> if you watch Jenny and Georgia and want to see it done right... Watch Teenage Bounty Hunters. Yes! <laughs> um, also, actually, the first three or four of these right out the gate are all kind of within the same genre. So if you like witty teen shows, this is another one that you're probably <laughs> going to be into. Never Have I Ever, which sadly flew under the radar. Mindy Kaling produced and I think wrote this. Um, it's about a South Asian girl living in the valley um, and she's super angry about everything. And uh, John McEnroe, tennis player, narrates the whole thing. And, like, he's narrating it as himself. Um, and just because he was super angry. And, like, it's so weird and random, but thematically it works for, like, who she is. 
And it winds up being, like, really beautiful and touching and is another one of those where all the characters are endowed with, like, this massive amount of humanity. You just don't expect it from, like, a teenage show whatsoever. Teenage um, shows must have stepped it up. I only did? watched the first episode of this one so far because I'm slow at watching TV. Mm-hmm. But I can say that after watching the first one, I'm ready to watch the second episode. Yeah! <laughs> hey! Yes! This one's going to be a short hype because I know Carly hates this show. <laughs> I don't hate this show because of the show. I hate it because of the genre. I think you all should watch Solar Opposites if you liked Rick and Morty but also are over the Rick and Morty fan base. Solar Opposites is very similar. It's from like absolutely the exact same creative team. But it is a little bit less caustic if that makes sense like i don't know i feel less sad about life in general after watching solar opposites there's tons of like goofy nihilistic humor in there and like you know people still get like blown up and it's grotesque adult comedy but it's like witty without being deeply deeply depressing in the way that rick and morty sometimes strives to be um plus aliens they're like fun little aliens Thomas Middleditch voice is one of them, which is fun. Oh, um, Thomas Middleditch, Middleditch and Schwartz, right? I which he, I was going to say he shows up again on this list, but we can talk about that now. Let's just jump now because um, Solar here. Opposites is very—it's like a simple pleasure, but worth watching. Um, Middleditch and Schwartz. Watching. If you are not now. a theater kid, it's going to be a little bit out of left field for you. No, but it's still funny. Thomas Middleditch <laughs> of Silicon Valley and Ben Schwartz of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Took a touring show. They actually came to Seattle and we didn't see them. And I no! can't believe that I missed that. That's I, so upsetting. One of Becca's friends saw them. I didn't know that they did <laughs> They did. They came here and they did the show. Um, and it's called Middle Dish and Schwartz. And what they do is long form improv. And for anyone out there who doesn't know what that is, basically they take a prompt from the audience. Basically they get, they get a, a setting, essentially. Um, and, and a cast of characters. Yeah. Honestly, they spend a, a little bit of the beginning of the chunk talking to the audience and they filmed that part. And they did. That first episode, that first part where they're talking to those people about the wedding. So funny. It's, it's funny, funny before, before it even they even start the show. It's hilarious. <laughs> but long form improv, basically they get that scenario and then they act it out. They create a whole story based on the scenario. And I... Long-form improv is agonizing if it's done poorly, but it's brilliant if it's done well. And this is done well in all all four episodes that they do. It's just absolutely delightful. I'm hungry for friendship! <laughs> and if you watch it, you will get to experience gems like that <laughs> in real time. Um, <laughs> no regrets. I like doing the voice. It's funny. It's great. It's, it's so funny. Long form improv. Wait, is are a super there four episodes? Yeah, Why four do episodes. I only know that there's three? Oh, well, we're gonna have to maybe go back and watch one of those tonight. I'm pretty sure there are Guess. four. Are you sure? Maybe they're not. Maybe it's just three. I'm pretty sure it's only three, but I can't we'll remember. Agree to disagree for now, for the sake of a thing. I'm gonna talk about one that I've seen that mm-hmm. no one in the entire world has probably Ooh. seen. It's called Blown Away. Um, if you like, are interested, or care about the Great British Baking Show, because of the format it is in, where it's just, like, some people competing over nothing. Um, that's what this is. It is a competition for blown glass. I don't know anything about blown glass. I do not care. They just make little sculptures. But it's so mindless and 
people get really intense about nothing. I'm like, this is so dramatic for absolutely no reason. And they make cool little stuff. And then they're also artists, so I get really annoyed at the people who are like, I mean, er, and it doesn't follow the prompts. And I'm like, shut all the way up. Nobody cares about your art. But I found it funny and hilarious and entertaining enough where I could be doing something else and then occasionally look up and be like, oh, that's kind of cool. So sometimes it's it's cathartic to yell at the screen and be like, no one cares about your art. No one cares about your art. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Nobody cares. (laughs) So not like a 10 out of 10 would recommend, but if you're bored and you don't know what to watch, but you want to watch something in that line. Yeah. If you need to consume something that's not a story, that's just a competition based show, that's a good one. Yeah. One that Carly has not seen that we're going to try to get her indoctrinated into um, is I'm Sorry, which if you've watched, I don't want to say any comedy in the last 10 years, but like most TV comedies in the past <laughs> 10 years, you will know, even though you don't know, the writer Andrea Savage. Um, she's a very, very prolific comedy writer. And she has a TV show that is, it's like on True TV or something. It's really, it, it's it's obscure, but they have it on Netflix. Um, She has a sitcom about her life, and there's absolutely nothing special about this show, except that she is so exquisitely funny that it's, it's worth every second of it. Like, her going through life, making things harder for herself because she just, like, can't have a straightforward conversation is the best thing on the planet. Jason Montzoukas plays her writing partner, and they are very funny together. Um, there's... There's a scene where she goes into a crystal shop and she has no idea what she's doing, and I'll just leave it at that. It's worth, <laughs> it's worth watching. It's it's a digestible sitcom. I'm ready. That is just extra fun because she is just such a comedy genius. I'll watch it with all these people who listen to our podcast, and they're like, "Okay, all right, see what this is about." Me, and I highly else recommend. Are Another thing that Carly did not watch. I was around. you were around for this one. I got bits and pieces. This is like one of the only serious ones that I put on this list because I do not have the bandwidth for super serious (laughs) shows right now. Um, The Haunting of Bly Manor was not as good as The Haunting of Hill House, but pretty darn close. Again, this is for the gays. You should watch it. And I won't explain why, although at this point, I think this one was hyped a little bit more to the point where like, you might know what's happening. (laughs) Um, But it's also just really beautiful. The way... Mike Flanagan directs and and writes is so unique and wonderful and I love that take on horror that like you know I'm very sentimental <laughs> something like horror is really just trauma and grief and if we just like rely on our relationships with other people then we'll be able to get through it and that's just like the message at the end of like everything that I've seen him produce <laughs> and I love it like I'll watch I'll watch super scary stuff (laughs) if that's the message at the end like if you're just like and now we're gonna break it all down (laughs) and it's really just all about feelings i i didn't watch it but i Mm -hmm. i was around when grace was watching it because i just like to pop in on people watching things Mm -hmm. um and then leave because i don't care um i mean i do care but it was really interesting to watch the little bits that i did and be like oh a spooky scary monster and then they're having a monologue like they're in an Arthur Miller play. Absolutely. Oh, I said that about The Haunting of Hill House, I think, that it was like, this is really just a Tennessee Williams yeah. play dressed up as a horror TV show. Yeah. Because it's all about, like, 
fraught relationship. All of them are all about like fraught relationships. Mm-hmm. I was like, so old, why good? But to be honest, it's, you know what? I, I will say this. Haunting of Hill House reads more like Arthur Miller and uh, Haunting of Bly Manor reads like Tennessee Williams and the difference is the gay. <laughs> That's 100% it. Um, yeah, but all of a sudden they just be doing monologues. Because like, honestly, Hello, like, how much of a difference really is there between Arthur There's Miller and no Tennessee Williams? anyone. Except Theater's for fake. the gay. <laughs> Um, theater's not real. Anyway, if you if you like sort of like drawn out scary stuff that ends up just being about the power of human connection, but still sometimes it's spooky monsters. No, it's super spooky. Like <laughs> I had trouble sleeping after watching it for a couple days. No one's. Gonna I know people one. people who are horror buffs will not be bothered by it at all. Um, but I'm not a horror buff, and I was I was wigged out for a couple of days. But like also. The songs that they chose, I would, like, sit in my car and listen to, like, 13 times over and just, like, cry. Um, because they were beautiful and, like, matched the theme of the show so well. It's great. Um, I highly recommend if you're into the horror genre, but also a bit sappy. Um... Well, so there's a lot of shows on here that I have watched that are You watch more things that I'm very bad at consuming. Shows. And I'm also very slow at it. I watch Carly one... watches shows like people watched shows before streaming services, <laughs> but she watches shows on streaming services like that. Like, she'll wait a week between episodes. It's true. I don't want to rush things because then oh it's over. God, yeah. I'll also do the thing where, like, I'll watch episode, like, one through nine, and if there's ten episodes, and I'll be like, I can't watch the last one, and go through and watch one through nine again, and then watch ten. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I don't want things to be over. We consume television <laughs> in such a different way, it's and true. it is <laughs> hilarious. That's why most of these are yours. But the ones that I do watch, I fully am, like, behind. Like, the top ones that we talked about. The Julie top and ones are the big Teenage ones Banner that we recommend. Dairy Girls. I did those. I watched it, and then I went back and I watched it again before watching the last episode. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) I am not okay with this. Sounds like what I was about to say to Carly about her TV watching, but it's actually just another TV show that I recommend. Um, It's based on a comic book. Uh, I have not read the comic book, full disclosure. The show is great, though. Um, it's also not getting a second season because of COVID, which sucks because it was actually quite good. Um, it has Sophia Lillis in it, who was in the It movies and like one other thing that was popular and I can't remember what it was. Um, but she's really quite fascinating to watch. Um, there's a show that's just like a superhero origin story, but it's kind of, it's kind of twisted and also kind of like, you know, interpersonal, small town, coming of age, um... I will say, I, and I only say this because I have a roommate who is really wigged out by, like, violence and gore on TV. Know that there is a, like, really, really, really graphic scene at the very end. I feel I should warn people about this because you would not guess that from anything in the show. <laughs> Like, I was shook. I'm not bothered by it that much, but I was shook at that last episode. Um, because, like, there really was not that much, like, bloody, gory violence mm. until the very end. And then it was very bad. That's weird. Um, but it's a good show. Fun to watch. They do set it up for a second season that we're never going to get, which is a bummer. <laughs> but 
Um, it's so sad when that It's happens. worth watching the first season. It's super cute. I, cute is maybe not the right word for it, but it's really well done. I'm going to skip. I'm going to go to mine. Because you should go to yours. Talk to mine. I've talked a lot. No, it's all good. Uh, you watch more TV than I do. I watch nerd TV because the ones, the two ones that I watched that Grace didn't was Blown Away, which was a nerd TV, and this other one called A Hundred Humans. I think it came out last March, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was like, well, let's watch something new. It's basically, like, a bunch of experiments on a hundred people, and they just, like, ask questions, and then answer them with experiments and they're just like weird wacky experiments where they like make people like toss balls and stuff and they're like wow that means this and you're like I don't understand how we got to that conclusion but all right but it's kind of fascinating yeah if you are like I'm in the mood to like maybe kind of learn something not too hard to digest right (laughs) it's like a a funny documentary, but right? Like, like I want to learn something. <laughs> I don't want to try too hard. Though. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I want to learn something without exerting any effort whatsoever. Yeah, and you like kind of learn things, but also I all I remember really is that the best year to be alive of your life will be in your twenties because they split people into twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. Don't quote me on that. And the people who like passed with like the most the highest points were the people in their 20s. And I was like, oh no, I'm at the height of my life. What am I going to do? Fall downhill from here. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we, we gotta get busy, I guess. We feel like it's, it's a pandemic. fair that, that our 20s were swallowed up by a pandemic. I know, Although, I've thought about that so many times and I'm so sad about it. <laughs> it's a little sad. And yet also, I'm like, would I really be doing that much with my life if there wasn't a pandemic? No. Like, Not uh, you. I don't know about you. Me. I don't know. No. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> don't think so. Stuff. It's been kind of a nice excuse to be like, I'm not doing things because of a pandemic and not because I suck as a person and am lazy. So that's yep, so relatable. Speaking of feeling like you suck as a person, um, this TV show on Amazon Prime is really worth watching and it's called Undone. Ooh. It uses a really, really cool animation style that basically mimics live action, but it is fully fully drawn, fully animated. Hmm. Um, and it has Bob Odenkirk and Rose Salazar in it. Um, it's by the same writer of BoJack Horseman, Raphael Bob Waxberg, and I'll literally follow him. I would follow him into the fiery pits of hell. I think he is brilliant, um, and says such profound stuff. Just the other day I saw a tweet where someone was like, my therapist told me, you know, another therapist said to me, you know, when you see everything in rose-colored glasses, all the red flags look like flags. And she's like, I had no heart to tell this woman that that's actually just from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> um, that said, brilliant writer. Um, and basically, it kind of follows this woman who, to her family, really looks like she is kind of losing her mind. But she's she's talking to her dead father, from beyond the grave, beyond the pale, um, and kind of learning how to bend time. And you don't really know if she's actually going crazy or if this is legit and the rest of the world just can't see it. And they don't really answer that question. Solve that for you. No. (laughs) Um, But it is a really, really fascinating ride. Um, And just... Yeah, sumptuous animation to watch. It's really cool. Um, highly recommend. It's also really short. I think it's probably like ten episodes. 
And David Diggs is in it. He doesn't have a big role, but he's in it, and that just makes everything better. <laughs> yeah. Also in the Amazon Prime world is a show called Staged. Mm, that's on Hulu. No, dang. I was wrong. <laughs> but But we're switching it's great. platforms again. <laughs> so on Hulu. Yes. Staged. Oh my goodness. Staged is the only introspective pandemic piece of theater or TV or whatever that is acceptable. <laughs> yes. I will accept nothing other than this. David Tennant and Michael Sheen. No, mm-hmm. yes. I forgot his last name for a second. I was like, well, that was wrong when That's I said so it. so funny because but... usually people trip up with the first name. They're like, is it Michael or Martin? Is it Michael or Martin? No. <laughs> this I one's got... Michael. It's Michael and David. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they're so funny. Michael Sheen and David Tennant play themselves <laughs> as if they are doing a show, which like, I feel like maybe so they were. They were about to do a show before the pandemic started, and now they're reeling and trying to figure out how to do it over Zoom, and you get to see their interactions, like, in rehearsal for this show, but also just, like, over Zoom in general, and some of the interactions with their families, like, their actual families guest star, and it's this weird, like, kind of real, kind of scripted and fake world (laughs) that they create. And it's, it's weird, but it's funny. It's so funny. And it's so... It comes at it from such a place of humility <laughs> that it's okay. Every other pandemic piece is so, like, self-righteous and, like, they, it considers itself to be so highbrow. This yeah. is literally just... <laughs> Just kind of a camera on the ridiculous reactions that we've had to a ridiculous <laughs> situation. Trying to put a show up via Zoom is a ridiculous notion. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you're a theater you kid... gotta do it to keep yourself sane. <laughs> that's what you gotta do, yeah, to keep yourself sane. And you watch them, like, trying to keep themselves, keep themselves sane. sane. <laughs> Somewhat successfully sometimes, but honestly, <laughs> most times not very well. Um, and they're just laugh. they're just both such treats to watch. And it's comedy. I think it's rare that you get to see celebrities really just doing life in a very normal way. And I don't know if if this is just a testament to how good they are as actors because the camera is on them or if they're just really just living in their natural lives. I mean, David Tennant has like several children. He does. (laughs) And so they talk about that sometimes. They're like, ah, we have too many children. (laughs) And that just feels so honest. It's true. He and his wife are very, very, very funny. And she's and so short and he's so tall. In this doc- Yeah, I did not realize how tall David Tennant is. <laughs> but then he's like, he's got really long legs and like really short body. So sometimes it's they're sitting true. next to each other and he's like slouching and like, they're the it's same true. height. And they're like standing and it's like crazy high difference. They're great. Just they're great. Sure. They're they're good buddies. In fact, in the newest season, I was just watching because I no, just started watching the newest season that they came out me. with. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> That's fine. I never do anything. She's going to finish it tomorrow. What was it? His wife is talking to David and she's like, I really need you to go because I need to prepare for something. She's like, she's like, Michael is your distraction friend or your procrastination friend. I am your wife. I need you to do this thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's continually getting distracted. It's great. It's so cute. Um, And it's, it's not, you don't have to think too hard about it. It's, it's just, it's good so funny. Good introspective fun. You'll have a laugh. If, especially if you're a theater person, you'll have a laugh at your own expense. <laughs> but also, 
in very good nature. But I would say this one's also not one that you have to be a theater person to understand. Because oh yeah, no, you'll they're get doing it real life as well, so it's kind of yeah. Um, everything's gonna be okay. I'm not gonna spend too much time hyping this one because I think. I don't know. Freeform advertises its shows to an absurd degree, so you've probably already seen trailers for this. (laughs) But I'm always going to hype something that actually casts um, autistic people in autistic character roles. Um, And the main actress on the show is autistic, and she's super amazing and super funny. And I'm blanking on her name right now. I think it's like Kate Cromwell. That might be wrong. I think I'm close. (laughs) Um, I'll look it up. Unfortunately, the guy on the show, the comedian who's kind of the the driving force of it. Oh, wait, no, it's not Josh Lucas. I know nothing, apparently. (laughs) Um, Josh Lucas is a very different person. But it's really 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 good um funny charming um if you've seen hype for it it's worth a watch basically these two young sisters dad dies of cancer and the only guardian they have is their half brother who was living in australia and then comes back to la to like take care of them and they're just this weird family um of their brother and his like lover is like kind of non-committal lover and like they just all live in this house and they all have like very weird quirks um and there's lots of episodes that discuss the characters autism and the challenges that come with that but then also it's about other things because you know that's what life is like and it's kind of nice to see Hmm. refreshing to see nice yeah um the last one i put on this list i'm a little embarrassed about well, then, <laughs> you did. I wasn't gonna say. It's looking for Alaska. <laughs> it's only because it is a melodramatic John Green novel and a melodramatic John Green TV show. But the adaptation is very good, and there's one actor who plays the character the Colonel in it, and I think you should watch it just for him because he's brilliant, <laughs> and I hope he does a billion things after this. Denny Love, if you hear this, I'm your biggest stan. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Do we I have mean, anything else that we want to give Tangled the series. hype to? Okay, Tangled <laughs> the Series, which for the record is also much older than the pandemic. And that's fair. And <laughs> watched it before the pandemic. Uh, yeah, it doesn't meet any of our criteria. <laughs> Except that it is underhyped, and it is underhyped. It is a good TV show that doesn't get talked about a lot because it was it's talked made about by me. for children. <laughs> um but, you know what? Jeremy Jordan did not have to go nearly as hard as he did for that he TV show, did, and he though. went very hard. There's some really good songs of his from that TV show. And if you liked Tangled the movie, like, if you're like, oh, I loved Tangled the film, it's like one of my favorite Disney movies, you actually probably should watch the series. I can't believe Grace actually talked about it. I was always just going to say its name, and so that, like, it kept going deeper and deeper into our listeners' minds until they, like, finally came around and watched it. But, like, I was so impressed. She actually talked about it and said nice things. I have critical opinions of Tangled the series. Not, I do like the show. I just have critical thoughts on it. Um, but Also because I don't. (laughs) Well, and also because I, I like Tangled, but Tangled is not my favorite Disney movie. And I think you, like, 
I do highly recommend this to people who really loved Tangled. Because if Tangled is your favorite Disney movie, I think you'll really enjoy it. It does a good job. It doesn't, like, take the people who were fans of Tangled and, like, ruin their lives because it made it bad. Correct. Like, it does with many of its other TV shows in the historical past. Um, so it was very nice. Because we, when we first heard that it was coming out, me and, like, Annie and we were like, oh, no, it's going to be bad and they're going to ruin Tangled. And they didn't. So I was very proud of them yeah. for that. Also, these are not new shows, but Living Single and Freaks and Geeks are on Hulu, and they're both great. Um, you should watch them. Uh, and if you don't know what Living Single is, but you know what Friends is, educate yourself! <laughs> it's great. It's a great show. It's worth every second that you watch it. So, that's my list of television that I think people should be watching right I now. I agree. Hopefully we have um, a good enough variety in many services that you can find something new to watch if you yeah. were out of ideas. Yeah, hopefully this gives you a good list if you're kind of running dry in terms of the new TV See, shows. Things that you've passed by and you're like, that looks dumb. Yep. It isn't dumb. Watch it. Some of this stuff. I know you've passed by because I've passed by it before I started watching it being like, that looks stupid. Julie and the Phantoms, absolutely, for the first, like, three months that it was on Netflix, I was like, that looks super dumb and for babies, and it kind of is, and I am a baby, and I'm really into it, so. We were both told by our sisters to go watch it. To go watch it, and I was like, okay, fine. I did, I, my sister, Katie, who will probably listen to this, uh, was like, Okay, you gotta watch Julie and the Phantoms. I'm like, okay, I'll watch Julie and the Phantoms, but you have to watch Never Have I Ever. <laughs> and we both did watch the respective TV shows, and we both liked the respective TV shows, but I actually got very into Julie and the Phantoms. And she was like, oh yeah, Never Have I Ever was good, and I liked it and enjoyed it like a normal person. <laughs> We're going to the Julie and the Phantoms concert when they eventually tour. Apparently they're planning to go on tour, and we're absolutely gonna put purple hair extensions in our hair, and... <laughs> butterfly clips yes and then we're gonna go and get backstage passes <laughs> so if anyone wants to join us for our julie and the fandoms <laughs> concert excursion you're welcome to it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a little blast. weird just go with it it's gonna be so fun um and on that note on that note i think we're gonna sign off hopefully we've given you some good suggestions to carry you through the week bye, bye!